Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary. Hi. Hi. This is Jen. This is Becky. It's too close to home. Welcome. Today is one of our Mind Bleach episodes. We're doing... Bloody Mary. Could you guess? And guess what? I'm doing Bloody Mary, too. (laughs) (laughs) We like to set these trends where we just vibe so much. I mean, if you remember from the Sheep Squatch in the Rougarou or Lougarou episode, though both of those were cousins of the Sasquatch, neither of us had talked about it beforehand. Both of us picked Sasquatch cousins. Same thing with Bloody Mary. Same thing. She goes, so I'm doing my story on Bloody Mary, and I'm like, wait, what? (laughs) Come again? I, I, too, am doing my story. What? No. <laughs> so we've decided for future, we are going to discuss ahead of time what we're going to do. Maybe not all things should be a surprise because we were shook. <laughs> so shook. So uh, before we get started, we have a little bit of a corrections corner on our quotes. Uh, we don't make it. And, and why aren't you in my head already? This is what you guys, I'm going to need you to get on my wavelength. We did not say that we were making quotes of the killers at the beginning. No. And so it just sounds like I'm saying things. So if you remember from the uh, Hanson episode, Bob Hanson, where I said, you can't rape a prostitute. I swear, guys, that was his quote, not me. I'm not into (laughs) prostitutes. And I see them as equal people. We apparently discuss off air about starting each episode with the quote. But we never discuss that on air. So, at the beginning of each episode, the that will be a quote. And perhaps we should start throwing in who it's by, too, just to clarify. Oh, yeah. But uh, we don't want you to think we're that dark. We're dark. We ain't going that dark. I mean. <laughs> so, uh, I'll give out my sauces. And you want to give out your sauces? And just what's what you don't have? Because, obviously, we picked the same thing and we had a lot of the same sources uh i have last podcast on the left episode 108 which is an urban legends episode which was very good two girls one ghost podcast episode five smith smithsonian magazine the myth of bloody mary all that's interesting.com the true story of bloody mary the woman behind the mirror wikipedia snopes and the shaw local i also have wikipedia I have AtticVoices.com, episode Bloody Mary, Bibliography.com, Crime Figures, and that's where I got some information about Elizabeth Bathory, HauntedRooms.co.uk, The Bloody Mary Legends, and I found a research paper, which we will put the, the link to it in the show notes, um, where a girl wrote her thesis over Bloody Mary. And I grabbed Sounds a like bit my kind of gal, though. Seriously. I know, right? So people that may not be familiar with Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary is an adolescence ritual activity that has become commonly reported for over half a century. I know my version growing up was you went into a bathroom, you turned off all the lights, and you chanted Bloody Mary three times, and then she was supposed to appear in the mirror. I don't recall knowing what was supposed to happen when she got into the mirror, but she was supposed to show up. And oh, yeah. Usually we never made it to number three before we ran out giggling and screaming and <laughs> getting in trouble by our parents. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Y'all lad ass cheerings. Uh, so it was the same for me. I, I had done it. I, like, I think I did it last week when I did it. I was like, bitch ain't showing up. Okay. <laughs> did you do it all three times? Yeah, all three times. In this bathroom I'm right beside? Yeah. Not of cool. course. Obviously. Not cool, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, 
bro, I got like three Ouija boards over there. <laughs> yeah, but one of them, it moves to puff or pass. So, I mean, that one's cool. <laughs> I do have a weird collection of Ouija boards. Uh, when you tell people that you love weird shit, they, they follow through. Uh, <laughs> I did not buy a single one of those. You came strong. <laughs> came strong. I even have game. a skull that's a Ouija board. Yes, I was sitting here staring at them. I, I would say I would never play them, though. Like, while I'll be brazen and do Bloody Mary, I've seen enough horror movies that I'm like, mm. I've even, like, noted where the position of the planchettes are in this case. In the case that I wake up and, like, it's moved to the other side, I'm always fucking afraid of that. And I'm like, okay, that's it. We're going to burn this bitch down. <laughs> <laughs> so you said you would never play them? No. Okay. Oh challenge accepted no <laughs> it's a a ritual that's firmly rooted rooted in the catholic religion and some people say it was a divining ritual to see the face of a young girl's future husband so this is mostly uh, a female young female thing at that time and the it was really kind of cool like they really need to have uh, movie about this i'm sure they probably do and it's just not that good but they would take a candle light it and then walk backwards up the stairs how you not gonna bust your ass i don't know but uh and then your house has to be dimly lit again how you not gonna bust your ass and then face a mirror to see the husband or the grim reaper in case that which indicates uh they are gonna die before they get married which that might be a good omen for some people <laughs> sometimes marriage is death <laughs> I've been married twice and the first time I got married the lady I worked with she goes you know what they say it ain't getting married it's getting murdered oh it's like wow th okay thanks for the well wishes thanks <laughs> you have a great day that was a good omen seeing as that was my first marriage <laughs> <clears throat> when Jennifer and I wrote these separately we both picked three people three versions of the legend to go off of and you guessed it we would pick the same three <laughs> so we're going to go into those three and give you a little bit of story on the three variations of where they believe the legend began jennifer oh let me also say there's a side note that there's a very unique um freudian take on the legends that suggests that the initiation is actually a ritual into womanhood. And that's why they go in the bathroom as they start their period. And that's Bloody Mary. But, you know. That's a man shit. Like, what do you, exactly. Right. <laughs> <Shh>. <laughs> it's a real secret. <laughs> won't tell if you won't. <laughs> we're going to get beat. So we're going to start with Mary Tudor. Oh, which is my favorite. I love anything about the royal family and royal history. I love like uh, and it, it doesn't even have to be English royal history. You've got oh, the, no. you just know. any. Yeah. Of course, you have like the Russian. Oh, it can well. even be fake like Game of Thrones. And I'm no, so I'm down, down for this. So this yes. this history was actually uh, very interesting. It's about Queen Mary, the first of England. And so the ritual that I heard was you'd say Bloody Mary three times and then, you know, she'll pop up in the mirror with a dead baby. Not a vibe. I'll tell you that. Not when I'm coming poor. <laughs> <laughs> um, not into dead babies. Okay. They'd have told me that as a child, I never would have done it. Oh, absolutely. So if you're aware of royal history, 
Henry VIII, which was famous for his marriage to Anne Boleyn, was originally married to Catherine. Catherine of Aragon was a Spanish Catholic, and Henry VIII was married to her, and they had Mary. And, of course, he was famous for his uh, want of a male heir, which a male heir was, like, chef's kiss at that time. We ain't about the females. Rude. Anyways, he ended up having Catherine beheaded, uh, and I think hers was for, uh, not treason. What is it? It's one of the heretic. Mm. She, I got a heretic of some sort. She was beheaded. Um, Mary was claimed as illegitimate. He married Anne Boleyn, which had, uh, I believe, Elizabeth. And she also couldn't provide a male heir. And she ended up losing her head. He did that like five times. I mean, it's the same common denominator, Henry. Okay. It's you, baby. It's you. It's, it's you. It's not the women's. But we didn't have the science at that time to Hindsight's know that. Hindsight's 2020. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that didn't carry well after the pandemic. Hindsight <laughs> is 2020, which means it was fucked up. <laughs> but uh, it changed the English church from Catholic to Protestant. And Mary, of course, being illegitimized, she did outlive her father and five stepmothers and her brother, King Edward VI, which uh, I'm not sure. I don't think that that one was a legit heir. I'm not exactly sure. She became the first queen as ruler in her own right, even before Queen Elizabeth. So we're always so familiar with Queen Elizabeth and her caked on makeup and that shit. Um, but she was the OG. So she set to change the Church of England back to Catholicism. Despite the Protestant reforms, Catholicism is what most commonly practiced amongst its citizens, with Protestants being the rich and well-educated religion of choice. So it was like in vogue for the rich people, but the, the lowly folks were still Catholic. So if that doesn't show you that the people in charge give a shit <laughs> about the little folks, I don't know what. True story. <laughs> but... uh this is where she kind of gets the Bloody Mary in her uh, her history because she ordered 208, 280 Protestants burned at the stake at heretics, um, as heretics, but her father, who had reigned for 38 years, only killed 81. Which, I mean, I'm not saying that's no small number, but, uh, but you pointed this out to me when we were talking about it. Was it 280, or did the winner rewrite the history to make it look like she was bad? Because like I said, I believe his 81, because that's a very, very... Uh, Odd oh, number. Yeah. A very precise number. Right. And when you tell me, what was it, 280 she did? 230? Yeah. 280 flat. Like a well-rounded number that I'm like, we just like, bro, I know she did five, but let's like let's amp it up a little bit. Let's go 230. <laughs> it's like when I exaggerate about stuff, I'm like, I almost died. Jennifer. You had alcohol. You had you drank too much alcohol. You weren't gonna die. You looked that like it. Slightly dehydrated. It's a they head hurt. <laughs> uh, she married Prince Philip of Spain at age thirty-seven, which at that time thirty-seven. Seth? Oh, thirty-seven. I, yeah. I don't know why I heard seven. Oh yeah. Well, I mean that's on par for that time too. So. It is. It is. <laughs> they would marry kids out at really young age, but uh, she was thirty-seven, which was like being like seventy now. Because obviously people didn't live as long, but of course she went on the path to try to produce an heir and it had to be a male. Her chief worry was 
that she was going to not be able to produce an heir and her half-sister Elizabeth I would take over and she would lose all her progress because Elizabeth was Protestant. And obviously, if she became queen, she was going to change everything back. So she started at work right away. Uh, In September 1554, Mary stopped menstruating. She gained weight and felt nauseated in the mornings. And for these reasons, almost entirety of her court, including her doctors, believed she was pregnant. In the last week of April 1555, the birth of the supposed baby was expected imminently. And so she ended up going on like bed rest. Everyone's like, because, you know, at those times they didn't have like sonograms and shit. And they're like, okay, I guesstimate based off the timetables and the moon position. And they just like take your piss and like taste it or like (laughs) put flowers in. And they're like, the flower floated. So you're pregnant. Like It might be a boy. Uh, Yes. (laughs) The last week of April 1555. No, 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 no. She continued to exhibit signs of pregnancy until July 1555, and then her abdomen started receding. It was found out that she had suedosiasis, which is a false pregnancy. And this is my favorite quote from, like, this whole thing. (laughs) The Venetian ambassador, Michele, dismissively ridiculed the pregnancy as more likely to end in wind than anything else. (laughs) So she had to fart. She just had a toot, you know? Everybody gets a little gassy, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) But, uh, so, of course, she went back to trying again, and she thought she was again pregnant with a baby due in March 1558. She decreed in her will that her husband would be regent during the minority of her child uh, if she had died during childbirth, but no child was born, and Mary was forced to accept that her half-sister Elizabeth would be her lawful successor. Mary was weak and ill from May 1558, and she died at the age of 42 in 1558 as of an ailment identified alternatively as uterine cancer, ovarian cyst, or influenza. And side note, I read, now remember this is way long time ago, so by no means am I saying your sources are, I read that she had a second pseudo-pregnancy false pregnancy, hysteria pregnancy, and that's what killed her. Oh, I bet. It had to be that. What got me was like ovarian cysts. I'm like, okay, I could see that swelling and some of that. Influenza. It's hemorrhagic and it ruptures. It can kill you. Oh, yeah. And influenza. I'm sorry, but I've never had the flu and been confused as maybe being pregnant. No, never. (laughs) But okay, cool story. That ends her life and Mary Queen... Elizabeth the first took over the throne and you know history set from there but you have the the alternative versions of where she killed a shit ton of Protestants and that's where that name came from or the fact that she could not produce an heir and wanted a baby so bad so and like we said the victor writes the history and so to make Mary out as a murderess and a crazy lady would Mm -hmm. make sense you so have how much some truth is to it is what you take from it. Right. So you have some more stuff on Mary Worth than I did. And uh, take it from there. Okay. Mary Worth is the is another version. She is a witch who was executed. Many people believe that Mary was a witch simply because she lived in the forest in a cabin and she made tinctures. Is it tinctures, as I say it? Mm-hmm. And herbal remedies. And she sold them to the local village for healing 
all kinds of ailments. So, of course, already she's the weird lady that makes potions and concoctions in the woods. So Exactly. Of course, she's making up, you know, potions and poisons and probably turning into a dragon and all kinds of weird shit because people didn't have anything to do but gossip back then. What gets me is, though, like, if I could turn into a dragon, if I knew somebody was going to turn into a dragon, why would I not want to go meet and be friends with that person? Uh, same. <laughs> and that's how we would have died. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, locals were very weary of her, and they never wanted to get close. They're fearful that she would curse them or their animals. And, you know, animals and farms were everything then. But pretty soon, small girls started to go missing in the village. Ooh. So who did it except the crazy lady in the woods? That weirdo. That make them tinctures. But I'm like, let's think about this for a second. She lived in a cabin deep in the woods by herself. Why would she go get some kids to come out there? And would you curse don't go people. live in the woods alone to bring people there with you. Like you constantly throwing curses at her. Get the fuck away. Bye bye. Yeah. But now Last thing she's I want luring people and in. some snot ass nose children. Which way is it, people? She likes people or she doesn't. Make up your mind. Mm -hmm. So the people in the village started looking everywhere they could. And then they started venturing towards Bloody Mary. Well, she's not Bloody Mary yet, but her cabin <laughs> to search for the she girls there. <laughs> Plot twist. <laughs> right. And although they never found anything, and she denied all of the knowledge about the little girl's disappearances, the families were still suspicious. All of a sudden, her usually elderly and haggard appearance had drastically changed, and she started to appear more feminine and youthful. And this is what I think it was. I think they all talk about the old lady in the woods, so people created that she was this elderly, frail, ragged person and then when they started going to the woods to see her because they thought she was taking these kids they're like oh she's young and that well that's because y'all just made up a bunch of stories you she's probably healthy and vivacious cutting her own damn time. wood put keeping her tinctures fit. on her face i mean had her like pond cream before pond cream exactly. came out you know what i mean she was always youthful y'all just created this i mean if she's growing herbs what herbs she thinks she's growing she's gonna be in a good move ain't gonna have no frown lines after that baby exactly kind of like when you hear the story of hansel and gretel i always imagine like the witch that gave the apple to Snow White. Like, imagine this. So then if I went out there and seen her and she was youthful and stuff, I'd be like, oh, well, that's not what I thought. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> well, that's what these people did, in my opinion. The villagers were suspicious, but there was they were suspicious she was, like, taking these children and trying to make herself youthful, but there wasn't much they could do about it. Till the night that the miller's daughter became captivated by a mysterious noise that only she could hear. Her mom was up in bed, and she was treating a bad toothache with the herbal tincture that she'd bought from Mary. Y'all all scared of the healer till you need some healing from that yeah. toothache. Mm -hmm. And then it's safe to take her concoctions and put them in your mouth. <laughs> right. But okay. Directly in your okay. mouth. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Full story. <laughs> the miller's wife was very frightened, and she shouted for her husband to come and help follow her daughter because she was following this mysterious noise that she got captivated by. Sounds like she has some mental health issues to me, but I'm also... Many, many years ahead of you guys. Right. They were shouting at her to come back, but there was no avail. It was almost as though she were following an unspoken and unseen force. So her father ran to get help from the local townsfolk. The town's farmer noticed that there was a light at the edge of the woods. When they got closer, they again noticed that Mary Worth was standing in the clearing next to a huge oak tree. She was holding a wand. And she was pointing it towards the, the miller's home. Almost, and there was a glowing light at the, un, at the end of the wand. About to bippity bop it in their masses. So, mm -hmm. what do you think that her father and the local townsfolk did? Burned that bitch. Hung her. They went and got their pitchforks first. Yes. 
and guns, and they went after her. So when she seen them coming, she broke the spell and she ran for the forest. Well, unfortunately, she wasn't quick enough for the farmer. Quickly loading his gun with silver bullets, <laughs> because, of course. I mean. In the event that Mary... Uh, who decided that silver was going to kill everything? I don't know. It's going to kill kill werewolves and witches and shit? How? I'm sure it was the same thing. They put some piss in a pot and they dropped a silver bullet in there and they're like, look. Look at that. It solved all our problems. You guys see what happened, right? And everybody's like, no. And they're like, you didn't see what happened? Meanwhile, there's this guy who's selling silver on the side going, I made it all the money. Exactly. He's got a side hustle with the doctor. He's like, I'll give you 40%. Let me tell you about these bullets, bro. They could witches. They could werewolves. They could all that shit in the woods. pictures like the guy who sells CDs out of the trunk of his car. I don't think that's a thing anymore. It wasn't my day. <laughs> the farmer fired a shot with a silver bullet and he caught her in the hip. She was caught kicking, thrashing, and screaming. Tied to a stake. I mean, I would be too if somebody t- took me out in my little hip. Like, God damn! <laughs> exactly. Like, what did you think she was going to do? <laughs> they tied her up to a stake and they burned her at the stake. As she was burning, she set a curse upon the villagers and told them, if you ever dare, dare to utter my name in the mirror... I will come back for them. Her spirit would return to whomever that summoned her and exact her revenge. Per her legend, sadly, the villagers with the missing children went back to the village, returned to Mary's house, did a proper search, and they found what they were looking for. Rows and rows of unmarked graves. It seems as though she'd been using the blood of the children to make herself ill. But again, the winners write the story. So, <laughs> did they really find a bunch of graves in the backyard? I feel like if she was as really a crazy witch as they say, she would have like used their bones to grind up and put in a potion or something. Oh, uh, right. Not just throwing them. Listen, back you wouldn't have been able to take me out of the hip, bitch. I had a wand and everything. And, and that's the thing. She's so magical. Got a magic wand. She's summoning people, but y'all took her out with a shotgun. Yeah. Like she ran. Like she didn't. Where just was her magic carpet? Summon her dragon bitch and hop on and fly the fuck out. It was like during the witch trials. They're like, if this bitch drowns, she was not a witch. <laughs> well, you fucked either which way. Damn. Exactly. So that's Mary Worth. I like that legend. I like it's a fun fun tale for me, not for Mary. <laughs> I mean, sounded like she had a terrible time but this is my favorite part the favorite one that we're going to talk about yes i like this one (laughs) this is elizabeth bathory also known as the queen of blood so i'm just going to give a little touch on her because i'm writing the full story of her because i came very enthralled with her which almost sounds sick and twisted when you hear about it but whatever i mean if you're here then you're sick and twisted too judge me if you want (laughs) (laughs) she was convicted of supposedly murdering hundreds of young girls so that she could bathe in their blood. You mean you don't do that too? All the time. <laughs> I don't murder them. I just buy the blood at Mary's house. I mean, if you can't murder your own children, store-bought is fine. <laughs> exactly. I like mine. <laughs> she was reputed to have killed at least 600 victims, earning her a Guinness World Record for the most prolific female murderer. Hashtag famous. Hashtag Guinness. <laughs> <laughs> whatever <laughs> she was a hungarian noble woman whom was a countess and if i'm gonna be anything i want to be a countess because i'm no lady which you already know if you've listened to this far obviously <laughs> i don't want to be lady johnson of i want to be the countess bitch yes 
it just sounds badass. It's like uh, American Horror Story Hotel. That's she's the countess is what they call her. And she's badass, right? She is a badass bitch. Exactly. It, it just brings it with it with the title. Oh. Dreams. You know, some kids dream to be princesses. To I want to be a fucking countess. Okay. Yes. I'm gonna wear like long velvet cape, capes, coats, whatever. Same fucking difference. Exactly. You already have the skin for it. Your porcelain I skin. I mean. I mean, it's fucked up that I got born in the time where like tans are in because <laughs> I would have rocked the world. <laughs> Had it been born in medieval times. When they used to try to be white and cake their faces, oh, yeah. you'd be like, I don't need no makeup. I'm owning it. I'm naturally translucent. They would have, like, <laughs> just accepted you into royalty automatically because they're like, I mean, look at her. She looks like it. I mean, look at these birthing ass hips. They would have thought I was fucking hot. I would have been, like, the Beyonce of my that time, okay? <laughs> yes, exactly. She had a nephew who was a prince of Transylvania. Transylvania. And it said that she was a source of inspiration for Dracula. She was married to a soldier. Obviously, it wasn't just a regular soldier. He was, like, high up in there, but he was a soldier. And he was off a lot fighting against the Ottoman Turks. But it's believed that when they were together, he would school her in the techniques of torture when they were together. I know that when JJ's had to go to town for, like, a business trip and he comes home... I usually get out, like, the torture board and the cat of nine tails, and, like, he gives me some lessons <laughs> before he leaves again. And it's what we call our romance time. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding, guys. You know, the couple that tortures together stays together. together. That's right. It builds this, like, unspoken bond because you can't talk about it. This is my torture room. Was it very, like, Fifty Shades of Grey? Fifty Shades I, of Johnson. Let me tell you, I've never watched Fifty Shades of Grey or read the books, and you can judge me if you want, but I felt like that was written to strictly aim at, I don't even know if I should say it, because I know I'm going to offend some people. I feel like it was written and aimed at housewives who sat at home, who felt bored, and like this was all their life was, and they never sowed their wild oats, so they read these books to sow their wild oats. So this is funny, because I agree on that hundred percent uh so i worked at a sheriff's office and one of the captains i worked with he it was his wife and his anniversary i said what y'all gonna do he goes oh we're gonna go watch 50 shades of gray i was like oh okay and he's <laughs> like i even read the book i was like the fuck and he's like well i mean bitch was reading it so i had to read it too and so no then i had to read it and it was the worst piece of literature and then i was like well let's watch a movie maybe you know what i'm saying They'll they'll do us some justice, and then there's like this scene, and this is uh, obviously uh, spoiler alert. You know, there's a scene where they're if supposed to. If you haven't to... watched it by now, they're yeah. probably not going to. Yeah. So, uh, but I appreciate the spoiler alert. There's a scene where they're supposed to be in Savannah, Georgia, and they're flying planes and stuff over Savannah. Not a goddamn beach in sight, <laughs> and mountains. Bitch, you ain't never been to... Did nobody research this? I was lost at that point. I was like, I can't even come back. This shit is so awkward. It hurts. <laughs> it physically hurts on the inside. And of course, I did watch the rest of the movies because I was already in it. But, you know, it was more of a comedic cost <laughs> at the time. Is the pretense of the Fifty Shades of Grey just like some BDSM stuff? Oh, they try to make it deeper than that, but pretty much okay. is that. It's, it's, it's Twilight fan fiction. Okay, that's what I felt like it was, and I was like, I feel like this. Look, I've already led a wildlife, so I don't need to read about your fantasy wildlife. 
of what you think is wild. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what you think is exotic and crazy. Like, you know. But theirs is like glamorous. Our yeah. exoticness was like, I'm not even going to go in it because I'm going to have people who don't want to hear this about me. But <laughs> it's definitely not like that. Don't judge my ladies' nights out. <laughs> anyway, where were we? Sorry. That was a big <laughs> sidebar. It was like Alicia during the Girl, the Girl Scouts meeting. Sorry, this is another one. <laughs> I have never heard this in my life. Spoken to children. They were doing the first aid night. And the girls would talk, and Alicia would go, keep the sidebars to a minimum. <laughs> I was like, they don't even fucking know <laughs> what, what a sidebar, sidebar is. <laughs> but I love that you think highly of our children. <laughs> you think their intelligence levels are right out there. So, back to whatever we were talking about. <laughs> she was accused of crimes against both female servants and the minor noble women who'd come to her for training and education. Most of her assaults were alleged to occur after she was widowed. So I feel like, you know, maybe their torture play kept her at bay and then he died and she's like, fuck it, let's bring this to life. <laughs> Some victims were covered with honey and left outside with, for insects to devour. During colder months, they were stripped naked and forced to take ice baths. Now we do that on our own and we call them polar plunges. <laughs> <laughs> That's called a spa thing and you pay an obscene amount of money for that. Just ahead of her time. <laughs> yeah. That's why her glow was so youthful. She was doing polar plunges. It wasn't bathing in the blood of women. Exactly. God, so misunderstood. <laughs> she would drive needles into their fingers, <gasps> oh, man. cut their noses and lips, and whip them with stinging nettles, which is a plant that has little hairs that stings when they get you. Get you. Which, again, my parents called, go pick your switch to get your ass whooped. Again, ahead of her time. Exactly. <laughs> Badass little children's. She would bite the shoulders and breasts and burn genitals. Fifty Shades of Grey, again, ahead of her time. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It is said she would bathe in the blood of virgins to attempt to recapture her lost youth. Don't you all? Suppose That's called that a Saturday night. Self-care. <laughs> Jennifer had read where she had, what was it? She'd accidentally cut someone and got some blood. And oh, she beat the shit out of a servant oh, and the blood landed on her hand. Accidentally cut. Totally different. <laughs> <laughs> and it got on her hand and she said that her hand had already had a youthful glow. So she just like rubbed that shit in. So it's real delicate, real nice stuff. I have to try it. <laughs> JK guy. Don't call the cops on this. Of course, the youthful bathing of the blood came to mention a hundred years after her death, so it's probably more of an invention, but don't worry, I'm about to get real detailed into her. And so I didn't go any further into her trial, into the details of her crime, any of that, because I really want to cover her in depth in the episode that I'm going to do, and I already found, like, pictures of the castle where she committed, like, real, like, legit, like, pictures not drawings you know how many, of the castle uh, phonetic spellings you're going to be writing in that one oh for real, for real. like <laughs> hungry yeah. already uh, ah, but was... i am like so excited to it's going to be good yeah. i'm really stoked about that one i am too she had a really like you know there's so many i i love the travel channel and love to travel so that's something like that came on the travel channel like most haunted places and it's like the castle that she was dead killed in or died in or whatever i just i'm really excited to see the actual person yes. and not just like the trumped up halloween shit you yes. know 
and there's so much information out there. And I was like, okay, don't get too deep into it right now because you're going to fall down the rabbit hole. And I could do this all day. (laughs) But I am going to watch some uh, stuff about her tonight because that's my relaxed time. Don't judge me. (laughs) (laughs) Was it like the meme of like watching a horror movie and you can't sleep, but watching somebody get like talk about serial killers that would do weird shit to bodies and you'd be like, oh, it's the best rest ever. (laughs) Okay, this might be too much information. JJ and I were going to have alone time. Yeah. the other day grown and up time i had had id tv on and i was like oh wait hold on stop i gotta go change the channel or turn this <laughs> off i said i all i love me some true crime i like to write about it i like to talk about it with jennifer i like to watch it but i can't have it playing in the background that's too far yeah it's <laughs> a little much looked at me inside cocked his head like i feel like we've gone too far already with your fascination into true crime <laughs> Okay, whatever. I don't want my lizard brain getting like turned on. Yes. <laughs> that's like, I feel like that's I might like, accidentally cross some wires. That that's you how can't serial killers cross. are born. Yes, We're exactly. talking about prevention, babe. Exactly. Prevention. It's for your safety, JJ. Because if the wires cross, you will probably be my first victim. <laughs> oh, most definitely. <laughs> because, first of all, JJ would sing like a canary if the cops ever came to the door. <laughs> so fucking honest he is and so sweet me i'm like i didn't do nothing i didn't do nothing I oh shit i ain't no snitch what's that i'm not gonna talk because i don't have an attorney here and what's y'all that? can say i plead the fifth <laughs> y'all can say whatever you want i ain't saying nothing and i'd sit there quiet but jj would be like so guys she left at 10 58 and then when she came home there was some blood on her clothes and she made me wash them <laughs> and then she made me fix her a glass of wine and cook her dinner <laughs> Exactly. Because I literally sent him a picture of the bedside table the other day. And I said, just enjoying this cup of coffee that you promised me. There was nothing on the bedside table. (laughs) That's so well done. Well, that's uh, Bloody Mary. And our digress. (laughs) Moment of silence for Jennifer, please. Moment of silence for most entity. It's gone. (laughs) Bing gone, baby. Bing gone. When you agree to do a true crime podcast with me, you had lost your mind at that point. So we have some uh, very cool series coming up, some different episodes, because we won't always just talk about a serial killer or this, that, the other. We're going to add some other things, some listener tales, some um, six degrees of separation. So that's going to be exciting. We also wanted to give a, a shout out, a little holla uh, to the fellas over there at the Don't Go Out There podcast. Brian, Nico, Dustin, and Michael, they have been super supportive. Brian actually made our logo, and that is Becky's. Was it grade school, middle school? Sixth grade boyfriend. Sixth grade boyfriend. Sixth grade. It's her old flame. (laughs) And he's always been such a sweet guy, and he's been awesome for me and Jennifer to get some advice from, to support, to make us feel better about um, starting out and how... You're not always like perfect grade A. Yeah. And that even after you've done as many episodes as they have, you're still not always. It's a marathon, not a sprint for sure. Well, and the beauty behind it is not being perfect because we're not perfect people. Right. And this is for fun, you know, and hopefully that resonates with the listeners like that. We are real. We do this recording out of Jennifer's bedroom. Her husband does all of our editing like we are legit as real as it can get. We ain't fancy. We ain't bougie. We ain't got no money. This ain't no <laughs> top of the line. This is just us being real and sharing what we like with people that enjoy the same thing. Basically, it's like what you would see when we're hanging outside the Girl Scouts meeting. Yes. And we're talking 
trash about like did you hear about this killer that just got caught <laughs> yes <laughs> so it's been they're great check out their episode don't go, check out their episode check out their podcast don't go out there it is uh, a horror review podcast i love horror um they've been so kind and they give us some shout outs on there i actually joined their patreon because i do enjoy their podcast so definitely check that out they have uh, one That's of their, their most- merch that we're wearing in our pictures on the Facebook page. Yes, wearing some merch. They uh, did an episode on Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the reboot, and it's Chef's Kiss. I really love it. I love have hearing. Have you listened to their latest, the interview with the no, director of I the new screen? I love. I'm so looking forward to oh, that. Oh, he sent me pictures of their like Zoom with him. <gasps> And I'm like, oh, my God. And I was going to listen to it, but I was so exhausted last night coming home. So that's what I'm going to do today is listen. I'm super excited. Oh, like yeah. They do legit interviews with some really cool people. Oh, yeah. And then I just love seeing, like, because it's four different people and their takes on horror and things like that. And it's some things that I'm like, oh, my God, you you saw that, too. And then some of them like, oh, man, I didn't even notice that. So I just really love their podcast. If you haven't noticed that we love to use other podcasts as reference material a lot of times because it's it's one thing that I've learned is that before I was very choosy about podcasts, but when you're researching and you're creating your own podcast, you're like, Oh, I need to step outside my comfort zone. And it's just led me to a lot of cool things. So again, thanks to the fellas. Uh, don't go out there for uh, hooking us up with some badass swag and just being yes. awesome. Thanks you guys. And to our family and friends and coworkers who have reached out to us and given us uh, kudos and stories and ideas you guys, we can't thank you enough. It's yeah. been the likes, the shares, the words of encouragement, the constructive criticism. Like we really do appreciate it. Yeah. So find us on social media, send us a, a your listener tale yes. to close to home at yahoo.com. And uh, thanks for listening guys. Thanks. So in the meantime, stay safe. Keep your head on a swivel and don't bring it too close to home. Not at all. Holla at you. Holla, gonna go play blood, get looking good. <laughs> Bye. Bye. If you like listening to us, you can find us on Facebook at Too Close Pod or under the Instagram handle Too Close Podcast. Also, if you have any stories of your own Too Close to Home experiences, shoot us an email at Too Close to Home at Yahoo.com. Thanks for listening. <laughs>